0: Sean Reima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Uh, it's 7 minutes after 9 on News
1: Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Happy Thursday. Oh, Sean's got the Fridays already, man. Got the Fridays. So uh, God knows how ridiculous I'll get today. But however however ridiculous I get today, rest assured that you know tomorrow I'll be even more freaking ridiculous. God, I love Sarah Sanders. God, I love Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Governor Sanders. God, I love her. Uh, well, she's just rocking and rolling, man. As the governor of Arkansas, uh, she signed her educational reform bill into reality uh, yesterday. Uh, the uh, The bill itself, uh, or the 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 uh, the, the reform bill will accomplish three things. It'll provide for more school choice. So if you don't want your kid uh, in Arkansas uh, going to an indoctrination camp uh, on a on a daily basis uh, run by hippies and communists, uh, also known as the public education system, if you don't want your kid going to a school where the, there might be some hairy-ass dude in the bathroom next to your daughter, uh, you know, you, you have a choice, which is the way it should be. You should have a choice where your kid goes to school. Uh, it would also increase the pay for teachers and provide incentives for teachers to be well better teachers. At the heart of of this uh, bill is something that has been done away with largely in the uh, in the in the uh, the the public school system, and and the idea is competition. Uh, for a lot of idiots on the left, a lot of morons on the left, the C word is just that. It's a bad word. Competition is evil and racist. Especially now, because we're dealing with something that Bernie Sanders himself cannot define, which is the word equity, which has been redefined to mean something about the uh, guaranteed outcome, right? And the guaranteed outcome that the folks in the public education system want is that your kid is a freaking moron. An illiterate, artless moron that can't think for themselves. Uh, If you're black, if your kid's black or Hispanic-y or, I'm sorry, Chicana X or whatever the hell it is now, well, your kid's so stupid and lazy and so oppressed that they don't need testing, they don't need to take exams, don't need to do homework, they don't actually need to study any of the subjects that your teacher would have them learn or that your teacher was herself or himself educated to teach. No, it's all CRT. The president said it the other day. Listen, man, not a joke. Okay, we got to learn the real history, man, about how this country was built on the blacks as slaves, man. And how awful white people are, man. Except for me. I'm Joe Biden. So if you don't want your kid going to that, where the idea of competition is bad and ugly, even though the competition is a wellspring of innovation, success, evolution, or intellectual evolution. See, people in the public education system at this point don't have to compete for anything. Not the students, not the teachers, not the administrators. Trey's right. It's 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 uh, the the uh, the public education system. Uh, it, it's an indoctrination mill. It really is. It's it's uh, it it's an entity unto itself. In that they don't have to uh, really answer for their own failures or successes, if you will, within that system. That's why Asian American kids in this country are kicking our students' asses. Which is also why the left conveniently don't want the Asian American kids involved in anything involving special grants for college or scholarships or any of that stuff. So in Arkansas, and at least I think five other states, you want your kid to go to a Catholic school, a religious school, you can do that. You want your kid to go to this charter school, you can do that. Then the schools themselves, including the public school systems, will have to compete for your kid. Teachers will have to compete for, in, in a sense, to earn more money and to have a better life being teachers because they got to compete to be, well, better teachers or it'll, be, it'll inspire them. Right now, it doesn't matter. Right now, you can be a freaking English teacher in the freaking public education system and not even freaking teach English. Sit there all day long and talk about your freaking private parts, your genitals, and your gender choices, and your pronouns, and race stuff with CRT, and all those white kids are evil and awful, and they want to oppress you, and if you're black, you're so stinking oppressed, you can't, can't get ahead, baby. That's what they want to teach your kids in the classrooms, and they're pissed off at the idea that Governor Sanders or any other governor would allow parents or afford parents the right to properly care for their kids and choose the school that is that is best for them and what they want for their kids. They're just they're losing their ass over this stuff. And if you saw that Weingarten chick uh, outside of the uh, Supreme Court the other day uh, screaming, just like a like a freaking lunatic man (laughs) (laughs) then you know that you you need it look the, the very same people have already determined if you're a parent of a kid in school right now that you are the freaking enemy You have no right and no place to understand or know what's going on in the classroom. You're not nuanced enough. You're not smart enough. And frankly, when you show up to school board meetings, you're probably a domestic terrorist. And, well, we're concerned about our security here. So good on Governor Sanders, man. Good on her and good on any other governor of any other state that's doing this. Uh, and plus I just like, you know, guys, I just like talking about Governor Sanders because I I do, I I can't explain it. I just got a thing for, I love my wife. My wife is the prettiest girl in the world, man. My wife is my number one, man. My wife is my, my best friend. All I'm saying, and I can't explain it, is that something about Sarah Huckabee Sanders just, mm, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. Don and James think I'm crazy. I, I get it. Most of you probably think I'm nuts. But I don't know if it's her hulking nature or if it's just that she's so smart and funny and she's a brunette. James is shaking his head. Just every mo- I'm just saying that when I- I'm so glad that she's the governor because it was kind of weird when I'd bring up Sarah Sanders when she didn't have an official position doing anything. You know what I mean? That was I felt weird. a little odd <laughs> at that point. But now she is the governor of Arkansas, so she's in the news, so I can talk about her, and I I feel good about that. Can't explain it, man.
2: Yeah, but you know, you rarely speak of her in her official capacity. I just did. I just said what a great yeah, thing okay. she did with the this, reform bill, with the educational time, reform bill. This time, but for years before, what were you doing?
1: It said I, man. Heavy breathing. Said I. I can't explain it.
2: I love you, Sarah. <laughs>
1: that was you. With a hollow note song yeah. playing in my mind. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I like brunettes, and I like tough, I like tough chicks. I've always been attracted to tough chicks, and she's a tough chick. I'm married to a tough chick. So, you know. In other words, the women that I am most attracted to in my life are women that, frankly, scare me on a certain level. You Octomom. Know what I mean? Octomom, same thing. Yeah. She frightens the hell out. She's nuts.
2: My <laughs> wife's nuts. Two one zero. Oh my god! Fifty five. In a good um, way. In a good you know, way. She's gonna go on Facebook again today and ask what she missed during the show. And if you, gonna, wanna have if you ever want to
1: know what's going on in my household, just go on Facebook because we put it all out there. Yeah.
2: What was yesterday's post about? She, she had to go take care of something. I oh, there it, was some Hallmark. No, it, actor. Was, it was the actor from yeah. the Hallmark. She movie. she loves this
1: one dude who's in all the Hallmark movies. Is he a brunette? Yeah. He's also on that Canadian show. He is. Okay. He's also on that uh, some Canadian show. It's a comedy show, and he's, I don't know, he, uh, he's, he's, a very, he's a very doing really well, and he's in a lot of Hallmark movies, and she loves him. And she's on a Facebook page that, where people get together and they talk about him.
2: Oh, there's a fan group for this guy. Oh, look at that. There is. Oh, wow. Well, there's probably a fan group for guys who think Sarah Sanders is hot. So
1: Well, if there isn't, I'm going to start one when I get home. So anyway, she wanted to know,
2: <laughs> while she was watching that video, she wanted to know what she missed, and I told her. What did you tell? Ta- well, in the air. Oh, she didn't hear me talking on the right, air. She didn't hear- so she wanted to know what she missed. Well, what was I talking about? I've already forgotten the show. Well, I—I I, I don't remember, but I made some stuff up. <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> Oh, my God, Don Morgan goes on Facebook and says, oh, he was talking about how he's going to make you dinner and bring you a bunch of roses. Do the dishes. Do the dishes for you, the yeah. crazy dink. you know. And uh, None of that happened. No, I didn't know it was supposed to happen. So right. thanks for intervening in my personal life in such a way, Don. I appreciate it. Hey, Ryma, I'm here for you,
2: buddy. <laughs> he couldn't just I'm... direct her to the podcast. No. No,
1: that's no. not as fun. No, it's not. He's rather mess with How me. How am
2: I supposed to enjoy watching him get his ass kicked if we direct to the
1: podcast? You all just like messing with Mom. me. Everybody likes messing with me.
2: So anyway, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is beautiful,
1: uh, signed an educational reform bill into existence yesterday in Arkansas. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What do you think about that? Isn't she hot? It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA.
0: The Sean Rima Show. This is
1: Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at ktsa.com. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. This is 23 minutes after 9. Um, well, things got really stupidly surreal yesterday uh, on International Women's Day. First off, just right off the bat, isn't it kind of funny to watch people gushing over women on International Women's Day, the very same people who pee on women's heads, figuratively speaking, when it comes to the trans things, 364 days a year? And we had just an egregious example of this yesterday. I mean, how freaking embarrassing. First Lady Jill Biden uh, and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, two extraordinarily unremarkable human beings, uh, made a big show on the International Day of Women to award, uh, well, in all fairness, there were 10 other women uh, who were included in this, 11 extraordinary women from around the world who are working to build a brighter future for all. That's from the official State Department press release. One of those women who, who was the woman who was featured yesterday at the ceremony at the White House uh, was Argentinian Alba Rueda, who is a fat dude. It's a man, baby. It's, it's, it's a fat dude. A fat dude wearing makeup. Trans dude. Argentinian Alba Rueda. Who uh, was introduced, I believe, by Joe Biden at the ceremony as a, quote, transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community in Argentina, Argentina. Well, then give her a freaking Gay Person of Courage Award. <laughs> then come up with a Trans People of Courage Day, and on that day, give the tranny uh, a Courage Award. But, man, you tell, you're tell you telling me there was no actual biological woman on planet stinking Earth that you could have uh, made a big show of? This is just getting weird, man it's actually we've 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 gone beyond weird with the trans thing in this in this whole trans trip okay where the trans trip has gone in america they don't even send buses to okay it's so far out there on the rim of anybody's understanding it's a man baby and and i'll tell you why. okay what's bizarre about this most bizarre about this women biological women uh... have been fighting for uh... you know decades in this country let's just focus on this country uh, A little over a hundred years ago women couldn't vote they weren't full citizens under the law Okay, we didn't let them vote not too far before that they weren't allowed to own property a lot of women biological women have uh... put their own lives on the line and sacrificed a whole hell of a lot not First in the suffrage movement and then in the feminism movement of the 60s and 70s and 80s. To burst through that glass ceiling so a woman could have something more to think about or to uh, attempt to achieve than just stand at home and making Ward Cleaver freaking meatloaf in your pumps with an apron. This is why Sylvia Plath shoved her head into an oven. Feminist movement. I, I've always actually considered myself a feminist. Because I believe in equality between the genders. Equality doesn't mean that the genders are absolutely the same and everybody's biologically similar. Because that's just simply not true. It's not scientifically true. But frankly, over the course of my lifetime, some of the smartest people I've known were women. Some of the strongest people I've known over my life were women one of the strongest human beings on planet freaking Earth I am currently married to. And those the women of the feminist movement really did have to fight tooth and nail against a man's world corporately, professionally, in academia. I mean, at every level, real biological women really had to uh, fight for their rights of, uh, to be considered equal human beings. And none of that freaking matters right now because it's a man's world. Because you know what? A man can just be a chick if he wants to be a chick and be awarded Courage Awards by the First Lady uh, of the United States of America. And it's for women, for biological women, you people suck. This whole trans thing sucks. You're, You're grooming kids. And we're supposed to think that's freaking great. Uh, and on top of it, well, women's rights, biological women's rights, just simply don't matter when it comes to a dude, right? A dude in a dress, unfreaking believable, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Quickly,
3: here's David. David, how are you? I'm doing good, John. It's
4: it's nuts, man. I mean, I have daughters, and I'm glad they're out of high school, finally.
1: Me too, man.
4: But, no, hombre. No.
1: Nombre. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's surreal. I appreciate the call. It's just—it's just beyond weird. It, they gave a, a Woman of Courage Award to a fat dude, and all the while they're acting like, "Look at how cool we are." They're like, like, "You know,
2: what a special moment."
1: It's not a special moment. It's not courageous to put on a dress when you stand to p two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa.
0: That's not your mother, it's a man, baby! Let's.
1: Yeah, man. New stock 550 KTSA FM 1071, that's cool. Phone lines are open 210 599 5555. I'm looking at Geraldo Rivera's very large and oversized head. Uh, they're talking about the Mata uh, uh, kidnappings and uh, the murder of two Americans. Two survived, and and we're learning now. And I, I'm just picking up on this this morning, honestly. Uh, the uh, the Daily Mail has done some reporting on this, and a few others. We now have the the names of the folks of the four people who went down there, and what we're finding out is that all four of them had lengthy criminal records. Uh, the woman uh, had a kid who had amphetamines uh, tested positive for amphetamines in the kid's blood, so she was in trouble. The others are were selling cocaine, I believe, outside of schools and stuff. So I'm, I'm not saying that it justifies them being killed or shot at or tortured or what have you. But, it, but it, I think we they weren't going down south of the border for no damn tummy tuck in in Matamoras, man. And I'm sure, I can't hear him, but I'm sure Geraldo's big head is prattling on about don't be anti-racist or be racist towards Mexicans now. Don't start hating the brown people now, because the State Department has actually put out a map of Mexico uh, as far as, uh, well, they're using a color-coded system to let you know where you should go and where you shouldn't go in Mexico. and. Well, about 95% of Mexico you probably shouldn't go to. You probably, you know what I mean? You probably should cancel those spring break uh, uh, vacations. Uh, most of Mexico is probably not a place anybody wants to go right now. And uh, so they're having a conversation on it with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino there. And I, I, Geraldo famously has been saying uh, throughout the whole border thing that it's racism, it's xenophobia. Well, Gerardo's been pretending to be a Puerto Rican for, you know, about 50 years. I mean, I'm going to take a phone call here. And then also, uh, Trey kind of freaked me out on the way out the door from wearing Rima, a story that I hadn't heard about that I am now. I've been doing some research since Trey left. And yeah, apparently an asteroid the size of a uh, couple of uh, humpback whales, Good slam into the earth on Valentine's Day, 23 years from now, in the year 2023. It's called 2023DW. And so I want to ask a question here after I take this phone call and get your thoughts. It's kind of fascinating. What would you do? What would you do differently if you knew the world was going to freaking end in 23 years? 210-599-5585. Let's go to Michael and see what's on his brain. Michael, how you doing?
4: I'm doing good, Sean. I just had a comment on the uh, folks that got 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 down there in Matamoros. Right, right. Uh, I think we had some wannabe gangsters that met some real gangsters. And uh, they might have gone down there. Go ahead.
1: Might be. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you.
4: I just, uh, it just doesn't add up. If a woman's going to go down there for a quote-unquote Tommy Tuck. She ain't gonna go down there with two dudes. She's gonna have another woman with
1: her. No, that's a good point. I, you know, I. Yes, you shouldn't go to Mexico uh, if you're a non-drug dealer because yeah, they kidnap a lot of people. Uh, but they tend to kidnap people within Mexico. Uh, I, I don't know what the you know. I mean, it's it's obviously a very very dangerous place on a number of different levels. But these people were kidnapped and tortured. Which, that to me, when I heard that aspect of it, I was like, well, there's, they were, there's something other involved here. Because I, I don't really understand why they would just pick up some some Americans, take them to a cabin, and freaking torture them for no reason. That sounds like something, somebody that the cartels felt, you know, were not doing things right.
4: <laughs> they didn't like that crop money from Amazon.
1: No, maybe. All right, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Maybe. Let me bring a. Uh, I don't know if Don is doing his busy news guy thing. If he's bring, being being award winning over there and like doing news, but if he's able to come on, I, I James, I know you and I talk. But Trey dropped this on me right uh, as he was going out. <laughs> Again, an asteroid the size of an Olympic swimming pool has a small chance of slamming into the Earth on Valentine's. My freaking anniversary,
3: of Every, course. Everything's
0: around Valentine's God, for man. you.
1: <laughs> on Valentine's Day in the year 2023. In fact, the meteor, uh, the asteroid is called 2023DW. And it is, uh has the number one spot on what is called the, this is a, uh, a European uh, agency, the uh, European Space Agency. And this asteroid uh, scored a number one on the Torino scale. I don't know who Torino was. He might have been one of the Marx Brothers. I don't know. But it's used to categorize the risk of impact to Earth. And this asteroid is numero uno. All the others have a zero rating of having a chance to slam into the Earth. In fact... There is a 1 in 625 chance uh, that this thing will slam into the Earth on February 14, 2046. Now, understand, and this is how my mind works, your odds of winning the Powerball the uh, first thing I of. are 1 in 292 billion, okay? <laughs> if freaking asteroid has a markedly better chance... <laughs> Yeah. Slamming into the freaking Earth in 2023 or 2047. Uh, now, I now I'm being funny. I actually don't get freaked out by stuff like this. I just I, stuff doesn't. It, really, nothing freaks me out anymore uh, for whatever reasons. Because if you're if I were to answer my own question, what would I do differently? Nothing.
3: <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't refinance the home nah. and take that money. And nah, just... I, I
1: wouldn't do anything different. Okay, just live my life because really you're kind of under the threat of of checking out every day you know what i mean what would suck about this is well it would be everybody you know who's gonna buy my freaking poetry books you know what i mean after the asteroid hits that's how my mind
3: works cockroaches don't have crypto
1: (laughs) cockroaches don't have crypto would you do anything differently
4: yeah i was thinking You
1: you had 23 years left
4: 23 years yeah i I would do something shady financially and re- <laughs> refinance the home on a 30-year mortgage and not worry about paying it off. Right. Um uh, yeah, I would be really shady if I knew <laughs> Shady James would go shady, man. I would. I I admit <laughs> it. Oh man.
1: I think all my wife would do differently is she'd buy more lawn ornaments, ornaments. You know, like even more lawn ornaments. She'd probably really want to was nice up the backyard so we could watch it when it when it's on its way. <laughs>
3: Get some funnel cake and some funnel We're going to
1: fry up some hot dogs and corn tortillas, and uh, you know, we'll just kick, kick back and invite a few people over.
3: You know, Mexicans, we'll make a party out of well, it somehow. You know what? We will. You will. That's the whole thing. I've <laughs> learned know, that. I've will. learned that.
1: What was it? I'm trying to think of what it was uh, a couple of months ago. It was some other thing. Uh, I, I, it wasn't an asteroid, but it was, I, I forget what it was, it, maybe the threat of a bad storm or something. And in my neighborhood, the dudes all got their garage doors open with the tables out, and there's food everywhere, and they're shooting off fireworks.
2: That's us. In my
1: neighborhood, yeah, 2047, <laughs> Valentine's Day, every garage door is going to be open. <laughs> <laughs> Street tacos for everyone, man, and plenty of booze, lots S- of music.
3: Selena, everywhere. Selena playing yeah. everywhere
1: as the dude just, you know, shoots some Roman candles up towards the sky.
3: Biddy, bitty
1: done I, done. Bitty bitty done done. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a damn thing different, man. 210 599 5585. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: If it's something you need news, for the Forecast. what's going on traffic wise, you know you can get it here. What you need
1: news, weather, traffic, when you want it, I always know it's going to be there.
0: Always from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The news that's hot.
3: Connect residents to information. Stay tuned for updates. Minutes
0: away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: (laughs) News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean, you know we talk. Trey and I, especially, talk. I don't. I don't. I, I, I think Jack's talking about it a lot too. We're talking about these charter, this charter thingy here in town, uh, which a lot of the swamp critters in our own city council or on our own city council and mayor's office are are just gonna be pushing and pushing and pushing. Which would basically make crime certain crime legal. Here's how you get rid of. Here's how you lower your crime rates in a city like San Antonio. Right. You just make certain things legal. Right. You could steal up to if this thing were to go through these various charter issues were to go through you'd you'd be able to steal about seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff from anywhere and not be charged or not get anything more than just kind of a ticket. It becomes a misdemeanor. You can uh, steal seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of services, and uh, it's just a misdemeanor. Uh, You want to vandalize somebody's property or business? You can do that up to twenty five hundred dollars worth of damage. I mean, it's insanity. Again, I always ask, where has this freaking worked? All it seems to do is what? Wow, bring more crime and violence. Have you seen the video out of Queens, New York? Uh, At something called the Fish Village in College Point. On Saturday morning, uh, a, a whole bunch of young people it was about 30 customers uh, inside uh, the establishment, establishment when a bunch of mass teenagers rolled in and just, well, destroyed the freaking place. Caused about $20,000 in damages, flipping over tables, breaking dishes, scaring people. You know when it was all over, they—I don't know if they've—I don't know if they've arrested anybody. They're looking for suspects. I guess they got some video. Obviously, they have video footage because you and I have seen it. Uh, The owners of the place, uh, the restaurant, are saying they were largely Asian kids and Hispanic kids. But you know what's really interesting about this event? They didn't steal anything. They didn't take any food. They didn't steal any money. All right, they didn't have any weapons. Why is that interesting? It's interesting because they just did it to destroy a place. They They didn't want any money. They obviously didn't want to seriously injure anybody. They just wanted to trash this guy's place. There was no other reason for it other than to create chaos, destruction, and mayhem. Uh, yeah, see, let's, let's vote for the, make sure you get this charter passed because that's coming to San Antonio. That's exactly what's going to come to San Antonio. Yeah, this is in Queens, New York. You know, people are, they're kind of, it's kind of like California. People are flowing out of New York city right now because the crime is so freaking bad. It's the worst it's been in New York city since the seventies and the early eighties before Giuliani kind of rolled in there and started cleaning stuff up. Uh, and that, yeah, that, that bull crap is coming here to San Antonio. We, we already have an uptick in crime. We already got freaking garbage everywhere and freaking people pushing their shopping carts all over the place, knocking on people's doors. Crime is already bad. We've got shootings every night in one neighborhood or another. What do you think's going to happen to this town when a whole bunch of criminal activity is suddenly legalized you're gonna have groups of teenagers rolling into a restaurant that somehow pissed them off they are gonna trash the place welcome to queens new york and san antonio
0: sean rima nine till eleven News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA,
1: FM 1071. You know, once again, I had something in my noggin to talk about, and then I heard uh, ABC News reporting on some stuff, and now i got to respond to this. Um, it, it, it Whether you're talking about ABC or NBC or MSNBC or CNN, the usual suspects, most city papers, um, they are all collectively collectively having kind of a, a mutual breakdown over the Tucker Carlson thing. Uh, and, and really, here's all Tucker Carlson did. Let me just state this for the record. On Monday night, Tucker Carlson showed a bunch of raw footage from all the security cameras inside the Capitol on January 6th. This is footage that nobody has seen in the public. It, it, it was not presented uh, during the January 6th com- committee, uh, with, uh, ran by Liz Cheney. None of this footage made it in there. In fact, uh, much of the footage that they did use and much of the footage that has been used in the media, including ABC, uh, has been edited. Well, first off, the word, you just heard ABC News accuse Tucker Carlson of cherry-picking footage Ha! That is really freaking rich, man. Holy... Seriously? Seriously. Tucker was the only person cherry-picking footage. They took footage and added sound effects to make it sound like guns were popping off and there was more violence. Tucker, Car- First of all, Tucker Carlson took the footage to the Capitol Police and said, I want to air this. Are you cool with me airing this? With a couple of exceptions, which Tucker Carlson said, as far as security reasons, were not unreasonable, Capitol Police said, yeah, you can air all that. That's all true. Shows the great and and vile and dangerous QAnon shaman being led about by Capitol Police, who I guess could have arrested him at any given moment if he was such a freaking danger to the country and to freaking democracy. So so Tucker got, uh, Tucker got the go-ahead, the clearance from the Capitol Police to air this, uh, and it's all footage that you haven't been see you haven't been allowed to see, and to listen to these people uh accuse Tucker Carlson of doing everything they've been doing for two years is a freaking joke. Holy crap. The very same people who are accusing uh, uh, Tucker of endangering democracy uh, and and uh, fanning the flames of white supremacy willfully and still to this day lie to your face about five Capitol Police officers losing their lives on January 6th. It didn't happen. There were people who broke windows. There were people that got in there and messed up some desks. The vast majority, and this is what the footage shows, the vast majority of the people who entered the Capitol, first off, were let in there by Capitol Police and were extremely uh, polite and gentle, and they walked around. Uh, Tucker used the word reverent. They were taking pictures and selfies. They were peaceful. The Democrats and their propaganda machine known as the American media have propagated yet another lie to you, which is that January 6th was a violent insurrection, which it was not. It, absol- it just wasn't. You can't make it into one because you want it to be that. The very same people did not in any way, shape, or form consider the George Floyd riots to be anything near a freaking insurrection, and yet an insurrection it was. Entire neighborhoods were taken over. Police buildings were firebombed. People were murdered. Businesses were destroyed. Lawlessness. You had more of an insurrection... In Austin, Texas, a handful of weeks ago, when crowds of of young punks in masks were backing up police cars, that on January 6th, and my bullcrap meter, it's kind of like my spidey sense, you know, when the bullcrap meter goes off, I can't even hear myself think, and during that ABC report, I'm like, oh, you know, come on. I don't know, and I'm not picking just specifically on ABC. It's, it's the whole media machine in this country. And even Fox News, I slide in there. They're just a little bit better uh, at focusing on their specific bias. But Russell Brand is, to be sure, one of the most annoying human beings on planet Earth. But he is right when he says that Fox News and CNN and MSNBC, they're all sort of about the same thing. Okay, it's just it's just that Fox News has a different bias than all the others. But they're all trying to put butts in the seats. It's all showbiz. But you know, I I can't I cannot I just I there, I cannot stand bullcrap. I can't stand my own bullcrap, and I sure as hell hate the bullcrap of others. And when people who lie to your face on a daily basis and yet sanctimoniously pat themselves on the back for being such great freaking journalists, and they lie to you, and they lie to you, and they lie to you, and they do it for political reasons, and maybe even for money, because we've heard that right. Soros pumps a lot of money into American media to get mid-level producers to edit things a certain way and to get uh, folks to focus on certain issues over others. But these people scream and yell about the free press because Donald Trump insulted them on occasion? And yet they lie and they lie and they lie. I don't know. I'm mystified by people who are able to rake in Large amounts of money because they're in the top of the, they're at the top of the food chain in American media and pride themselves on being great journalists and, in fact, win freaking awards for being great freaking journalists. And yet they get up every day, they swish the Listerine in their mouths, they look in the mirror, and they walk out of there, and they lie, and they lie, and they lie. How do you do that? Okay, I'm a small fry. I'm a small fish as far as media in America. Okay, I love San Antonio, and this is where this is you know this is where I work. This is where I want to spend the rest of my life. I'm not anybody who's ever going to be in New York or L.A. or anything like that. And and if I go on the air with something that I perceive to be bullcrap, I hate myself.
2: <laughs> you know what
1: I mean? I freaking hate myself. I was like I can't believe you let you said that on the air. That was such bullcrap. And nine times out of ten, I'll come back on the air the very next day and say, you know what? I was full of bull bullcrap when I said that. My biggest issue in my life right now that I do battle with to keep my personal freaking sanity is to do away with bullcrap. My my own, you know, first and foremost. So people who are able to enjoy a celebrity lifestyle of a celebrity journalist in America and, again, make a lot more money than I do, the fact that they're able to just outright freaking lie to people and feel good about that is just beyond me. And, again, not because I'm a a stellar human being, but because I just, I do, I freaking hate bullcrap. I hate it. Two and zero, five officers did not die as a result of January 6th. Five law enforcement, Capitol Police officers were not murdered on January 6th. Every time you hear that, you are being lied to. The only person who died as a result of that day was Ashley Babbitt. She was shot by a Capitol Police officer while somebody else was trying to shove her through a broken window. He already had his weapon drawn on her. No charges, no investigation, nothing. But some guy in a water buffalo hat who was being led around by Capitol Police like they long, long, they were long-lost friends, even trying to open doors for the guy so he could get better selfies, that guy's rotting in prison for four freaking years. Is ABC, any of these great and noble investigative journalists who care about equity and care about justice? Any of them looking into that? No, of course not. Probably voted for Trump. He deserves it. 210 uh, 599 Let's go to uh, John, then Aaron. John, how you doing?
4: Well, I'm uh, incensed over this story. I saw exactly what uh, Tucker Carlson released as it happened. This was, a, put it in perspective, this was a response to uh, the, the rally that uh, President Trump had. And there were a whole, I don't know what the number on the pe- uh, people were, but it was tremendous uh, amount of people. And there was no TV coverage. I wanted to be there, but I was in uh, chemo and I couldn't mm. go. And uh, I, I was intensely watching. Why wasn't there any TV coverage of the rally? But well, there the was rally-
1: some. But they w- what they've done, Trump. It's kind of like the Charlottesville quote. Trump said during that rally, "Be peaceful." try- You can look exactly. it up. I mean, he told. Them, but they've conveniently talking about cherry picking that part of the video do- no longer exists. It's just go and march, go and march, go and march.
4: And uh, when they marched. When they marched, it looked like they were at a county fair until the people uh, got to up to the capital, and then the infiltrators, which there were a number there
2: oh yeah. yeah,
4: the Antifa, they did their, they were waiting. It was a, it was, it was a, a setup.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I got to go, but it, it was a setup. The whole thing was a scam and a setup. Really, really was. Should take Aaron? Okay, uh, Aaron's been on hold forever. Aaron, how you doing?
3: Hey, love your show, Sean. God bless you. I was hoping to comment on uh, local around here. I've lived and worked in San Antonio my entire life, 55 years. But just because I live just a little bit outside of 410 in the East Central area, they tell me I cannot vote in the mayoral election. And that Ron Nuremberg is an idiot.
1: You know, there's something about that, because I hear that complaint every uh, time we have a city election roll around. Uh, we need to look at redrawing here. these lines a bit, because people who obviously live in San Antonio are not able to vote in municipal elections, and that's got to stop. That's, p- that's political, and too. Andrew. Yeah, that, yeah that's, and I got to go, man. That That's political as well. 210 599 It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime.
2: And it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get
0: the Sean Rima Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: Yeah, man. News Talk 550 TSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? We'll talk about something serious just for a moment. Uh, You know, my wife and I were talking about Bruce Willis the other night, uh, last night. And, uh, wow, Uh, you know, you you look at uh, Generation X uh, specifically, and Bruce has been in our lives uh, a long, well, since moonlighting, man, since the 80s. And Bruce Willis is one of those guys that, you know, obviously achieved iconic status On planet Earth with his his film work. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's done a lot of great action movies. I mean, he kind of reinvented the action movie and the action hero. Bruce Willis also was a marvelous actor in his own right, just beyond the action stuff. You know, you see him in smaller movies like uh, 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 Moonrise Kingdom, uh, uh, where he plays sort of a small town law enforcement guy and <laughs> he's kind of a meek dude and it's it, it's it's brilliant. I mean Bruce Willis is a is, you know, just one of those guys. One of those guys, one of those guys who is kind of the last stand of the great iconic movie stars. We don't really have that anymore, you know. Guys like Bruce Willis were they you know, they come on screen, kind of like Connery and Robert Redford and John Wayne, the guys that we, the people we grew up with. Women, the female actresses who had the same impact, Betty Davis, and you know you, you, you can't even list them all. That when they came on screen, you just your your eyes immediately were on them, and they just filled up the screen. Whatever screen, whatever Bruce Willis was in, as soon as he was on the screen, it's about what he's doing. Just an amazing character and personality and actor who has frontal lobe dementia. And uh apparently he's in a fairly steep decline. And uh uh we we've heard since the announcement by the family that he's that he's retiring from acting because of this. We've heard from some of his last few productions that, you know, they had to have an earpiece to whisper his lines for him, and there was obviously something going on. And it's sad when it when it when this afflicts somebody like Bruce Willis because he's a tough guy, right? You look at a guy like that as he's so he's ultimately just a very capable guy, right? Who could handle any situation. And uh there's been some controversy here and there about, you know, what well, was Demi staying there with him and what's that like and where's the XY and, and all that's is that's just gibberish. And celebrity bull crap. Um and I was talking about because there, there's a fraternity of people out there listening to me, listening to me right now who have been through the experience of dealing with a loved one who has dementia. And I'm in that situation right now in that my mom is 90. She's in the final stages of dementia. She lives at our home. She lives, she lives in a bed. She can't get out of bed. She's in a hospice bed. And we have hospice people and nurses and folks who come and visit her. But you know, her primary caregivers are my wife and my daughter. And my son. My son helps out, too. I, I don't have to. I do very little. All I really have to do is hang out with her. You know, they're doing all the heavy lifting. And dementia is insidious in that essentially what you do when you're a caregiver, when you're a family member, is you're watching your loved one just go away a little bit more every day. And the body... Begins to deteriorate and, and waste away, and it's 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 a prolonged passing. You're kind of in that moment of your loved one's passing, and you have to live there for an extended period of time for however long you know that that uh, before a person uh, uh, is is you know walks away from that fight or is taken or passes or whatever language you want to use. It, it's a very it's a heartbreaking thing to go through. It really truly is. And, you know, uh, so I guess, I guess I'm bringing this up because maybe with Bruce Willis, there's a conversation that you can have about that and you can start talking about it because man, it's not just, I know so many people right now. I have so many people in my world right now who, because of the age, you know, we're in our fifties now. So a lot of us are dealing with a, with a loved one, with a family member, a parent m- m- usually who is, who is going through this. And my heart just goes out to every single one of you you know, and, and and what you experience on a daily basis having a parent or a loved one, a family member, a friend uh, who is who is in a battle with dementia because you never quite know when you're looking at them if they're looking back at you. You know, they they have moments, and my mom is going through this right now, and certainly the Willis family have to deal with it. It's called rallying, where for a couple of days uh, the person will be able to talk to you as much as they're able to and they they're cognizant they know what's going on and then they kind of go away for a few more days and they come back a little less than where they were before it's it it is it's heartbreaking it's heart-wrenching and so I just wanted to send some love out to all you folks who are dealing with uh, uh, a family member with dementia and I want to send my prayers out to the Bruce Willis family and whoever his family is to me the ex the wife you know the kids got kids all over the place you know uh it, it's, it's not an easy journey, you know, and uh, it's not an easy journey for the person who has dementia, and it's certainly not an easy journey for the people who love them. And uh, uh, just wanted to put that out there, that's all. It's been on my mind since last night. We we're talking about it. And uh, it, it, the, it, the one thing that, that I do uh, is, is apart from just when they are, There, and those of you listening to me know what I mean by there, is to be there. You know, and to hang out, just to talk to them. And whether they know what the hell you're saying or not, doesn't matter. Just keep talking to them. A lot of you already know this. And uh, with Bruce Willis, you know, what a magnificent legacy. He left his stamp on the earth with every single one of those movies he made. And we'll be enjoying his movies for a long, long time and uh just a uh interesting character <laughs> Bruce Willis started off one of those guys didn't didn't grow up in a ritzy celebrity family didn't grow up in the film industry he was a bartender and I'm not talking as if he's already dead but I'm just talking about his past where he came from was a bartender in Wilmington Delaware
3: <laughs> of all places Hell of a harmonica player, Hell of a
1: harmonica. Hell of a singer. Yeah. Got a really great singing voice.
3: Blues to the bone.
1: Yeah. You know, and uh, I think one of the coolest things I've seen uh, in recent years was when they did the Bruce Willis Willis roast, and he had all these comedians, but he also got guys like Ed Norton who were, like, talking crap about Bruce Willis right (laughs) there to his face, you know. It's like, Bruce Willis, he's going to kill you. But he was just so congenial about it, and he just laughed and had a great time. He just by all he's that he's one of those guys you've really never had a major scandal attached to him, you know. He's he's, dude just gets up and goes to work,
3: man. He's cool.
1: He's cool. He's He's Bruce Willis, man. He's just cool. He don't (laughs) have he don't have to say much. He doesn't he
2: doesn't overdress or anything
1: fancy. He's just cool. He's Bruce freaking Willis, man. And God bless him and God bless his family. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa.
0: At the top
2: of the hour,
1: we'll
0: keep on top of the news. Better
2: understand what's going on. And that's really what's happening here. On
0: News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
1: And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Let's go to the phones. 210-599-5555. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? doing well, sir.
3: Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Hey. I, I wanted to talk about you, – y'all you were talking earlier about that attack on that restaurant
1: yeah. with the uh,
3: little mask thugs. Right. Uh, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to pass that uh, pro-crime law here in Santone. And the Democrats are always, you know, fire, aim, ready. They never think about the consequences of what they're doing. This is Texas. In Texas, we have a law. You can uh, use legal force if your life or your property is being threatened.
1: And you can constitutionally carry. You can carry uh, wherever you want, right?
3: I'm telling you, you try that business in my business, that stuff in my business, I'm reaching under the counter for the weapon with 30-round mag, and I'm going to end a bunch of little kids right away. There's going to be mass funerals, and they better think about what they're doing. All right
1: i agree i appreciate the call man i think that's yeah this this ain't queens (laughs) this ain't this this ain't even austin here's rude dog rude dog how you doing i'm doing well man you not too bad man what are you thinking
4: hey i just want to let you know this is like the fourth location i've moved to since i started listening to you and everywhere i go i still listen to you
1: (laughs) thank you man i appreciate that
4: florida Took you to Florida, took you to Vegas, and now I'm here in Abilene. So,
1: oh, that's great. Uh, hey, Abilene, how y'all doing? <laughs>
4: <We're>, <laughs> excellent. Hey, um, on on Bruce Willis, man, uh, if you ever want to see something really funny, it won't cost you a thing, but the way he got his start in acting, Moonlighting, oh, it, yeah. you will die laughing. Oh, I used to watch it. No, it's a great show.
1: I remember, yeah, it's a great show. That was kind of uh, oh, yeah, his first great. big acting gig.
4: It was hysterical.
1: And he kind of established that kind of snarky Bruce Willis thing that he does uh, in Moonlighting and really kind of explored that throughout the rest of his career.
4: It was that was just a hilarious stuff, and you can see it on YouTube for free. I,
1: I, if you want to see a, a really, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the uh, director now. Uh, one of my favorite directors, my daughter's favorite director also, uh, has used Bruce Willis in in uh, in movies that or in roles that you wouldn't normally expect him to be. Like I think of one, he played a rabbi. Uh, sure. But in uh, in, in uh, Moonrise Kingdom, he plays Captain Sharp, who is sort of the, the local. I don't know what he is. If he's you know uh, a cop or he's just a, he's it's on this island. He's a, he's law enforcement. He's the he's all law enforcement for this crummy little island where the story takes place and he, he's kind of a quiet restrained guy. And it's really, uh, Wes Anderson is the director. Uh, and it's a great, it's a, it's, if you want to see a non Bruce Willis role where he just shines, that's a great flick.
4: Yeah. Another one of his slapstick movies when it was, was a uh, blind date, which was hysterical. I've never said, I think it's I've
1: never seen that one. It's a good one. Is that a good one?
4: Yeah. It very funny. It, 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 for me, I don't do comedies because i just, too impatient, but, uh, that, that was actually, really I'll check it out.
1: I don't do many comedies cause most of them just aren't freaking funny. You know what I mean? But, uh, that one, that
3: one is, uh, so. I'll check it out.
1: Rude dog. Thank you All for the right, call, man. man.
4: I'll keep talking to you. Thank we'll you.
1: Listen. And say hi to Abilene for me, man. Is this the theme song? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Moonlighting. I know it was a huge phenomenon. I didn't follow it like most people did because in the late 80s, I was just frankly partying too much. And I was out and about not watching a lot of TV.
4: This was a show that me and my parents could sit down and watch together. Wow. We loved it. Civil Shepherd, And apparently they beautiful. hated each
1: other. In real life, they didn't like each other all that much. That's what I've always read.
2: Well, then they're good actors. <laughs>
1: But I think die hard I mean is there a better action flick than die die hard kind of uh solidified you know that uh that whole 80s action flick thing which really was about white guys blowing people away with 44s. do you know what I mean with, with not 44 with the uh, 45s you know what I mean and uh and usually people with European accents you know you, you really. But uh, so God bless Bruce Willis and God bless his family. Uh, otherwise, we'll, we'll be g- checking out of here in a few minutes if you want to call and get in under the wire. Uh, a couple of things I didn't get to. Politico uh, put out a new style guide for their so-called reporters on what words they can use and what words they can't use. They can't use anything with man in it like mankind, man-made. Can't say cakewalk. That's offensive. Can't say anything. It's transphobic. I I still keep replaying in my mind the images of of Jill Biden and your freaking feckless attorney general who's a worm handing the women of courage award to a fat dude, man. A fat dude who probably smells like men in speed stick. And the guys get, you know I'm, I'm the, the It's amazing to me with all the crap that's going on in the world. And this is really how I break it down. And also, since i got a minute here, I'm going to make, again, I'm going to call it, I think Trump's going to be back in the Oval Office. I think Trump will be the next president of the United States. Because you and I are dealing with a country right now where the economy sucks, the border sucks, there's violence and crime everywhere, we're dumping billions of dollars into Ukraine for mysterious reasons, which most of us don't understand. Uh, the president himself is a corrupt piece of crap, and his son is also a corrupt piece of crap. Like, we still got hangovers from COVID. Life sucks in America right now, and on top of it, we have the people who are supposed to be solving the problems for us giving Woman of Courage awards to fat dudes in dresses. And when your life sucks and you're dealing with real problems, okay, sorry. The pronoun thing, uh, I think you know what you can do with your freaking pronouns. Nobody cares. The gender thing is absurd. It's it's surreal. It's a farce. Uh, Maybe if things, you know what I mean, if life were kind of good and cruising by and we were in a decent chapter here in America and everybody was making good money, everybody had had a job and the economy was solid. You know, kind of like it was under Donald Trump then people are probably a little bit more prone to, oh, all right, well, let's talk about the pronoun thing. Let's talk about the trans thing. But when people are dealing with real stressful stuff and you start preaching to them about being transphobic and giving awards, female awards to dudes, nah. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine. Thanks to uh, Don Morgan and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love.
0: Don't be a jerk. Bye. That's not your mother, it's a MAN, baby!